0: The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. In Columbus, see Hoppy Irrigation, or in Edgar, see Shuck Drilling.
1: Good afternoon. And welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're being joined today by Jeff Peterson of Heartland Farm Partners. And Jeff, before we even start, I'm going to say it's not my fault. Because well, <laughs> we're,
0: we're telling everybody it's your fault, so I, I, I guess... I better change our story.
1: Yeah, we're talking about these markets today. And I, I mentioned that I got a text earlier from a soybean guy asking me what the heck, though <laughs> heck was not the word he was using, because he was looking at these markets and they're just not pretty. What is going on with both corn and beans that were getting hit so hard?
0: You know, it's been hard. We've been on a track here where the funds have just continued to sell it. And that's, and that's unfortunately what it's been. It's really been all about money flow. The funds continue to sell this position. And we've got funds on the corn side at record levels, over 300,000 contracts short. And also on the bean side, they're approaching 100,000. And if we sit back and look at this is a trend for them that really started back in the middle of December. And they've just continued hitting this market. And if you think about it, for them, it's just kind of the path of least resistance in here. And they put the pressure on the market, and that's really been what's really kind of summed everything up. There's multiple reasons, which we're going to talk about a little bit, but that's, that's really been the blunt of it.
1: Are we going to see this trend continue into the near future? Um, you know, I, I don't think we've quite seen
0: the low yet in here. Um, we're, we're optimistic this market longer term down the road, but the funds have to find something that's going to go ahead and cause them to turn. You know, they've continued to go ahead and seen planning progress has has been a little bit slower than we'd like to see, but it's not enough to worry them. We've got uh, no Chinese deal, but there are some talk of a deal down the road, but that hasn't brought much purchases. We're sitting back here and look at really no real weather problems in South America to speak of. There's a few little concerns, but nothing terrible. And then over on the export side, our exports haven't been terrible, but yet... There's some concern that actually when we get into the May report, we actually need to bring back and reduce the exports probably on beans a little bit and, and probably also take a look at export reduction on the, on the corn side and, and really what's kind of driving that. We kind of forget, but Argentina is in the heart of their harvest down there. And some values I took a look at, Susan, before we got on the line here, is that currently for corn that's being offered out of Argentina, they're about 41 cents a bushel less than what's being offered out of the U.S. right now. And so they've got a big advantage on the corn side, and they took a lot on the bean side, took a look at the bean side also, and currently for some of their beans, they're offering at about 63 cents a bushel less than the U.S. offers right now. And so all of a sudden you look at that and the funds see that, and they say, you know what, Um, there's really no reason to step away from the sell side. So until we get them spooked out of their position, we're probably going to see this type of trend for a little bit longer
1: yet. Not wanting to jinx the, the folks in South America, but we have not heard much about, you know, trucker strikes or any sort of issues that they've had in, in moving this grain out of the field.
0: Yeah, we really haven't. You know, they had a big problem last year, and and they kind of got that under control. And And I would assume we'll, we'll hear some issues that will come up. I would sure think we would, at, uh, but you're right. We really haven't had anything, and they've actually, unfortunately haven't had any real big issues down there and that's kept everything flowing long. Their port capacity has increased from where it's been years ago. They've got enough supply, you know, on the corn side because of the crop problems they had last year compared to this year, um, they're going to have almost an, an extra billion bushels of corn around that's going to be competing with us on the export side once they get that harvested and that taking into account the safrinha corn crop out of Brazil. So, you know, put all those things together and that kind of puts some pressure on these markets.
1: Looking at uh, speaking of pressure, we've got some maybe taking place here in the United States, maybe not as of yet, but I keep hearing this May 1st. If we don't see some serious movement in the fields, that's when we might expect the markets to really take notice that we've got some planting delays. You know, and I think um, as
0: we get into it, and the rule of thumb that I, I'd always learned going through the years being in the business was as we kind of got around the May 1st time, I think years ago, that was really very solid advice because USDA a lot of times would look at that May 1st number and as they were putting together their yield forecasts that come out in May, which will be the first look at, you know, the 19 crop, they would look at the progress there and they'd say, okay, how are we looking? And they'd adjust yields accordingly. The feeling that i'm getting i'm also hearing is that a lot of people are saying well now we're going to have to get towards about may 10th or or even maybe towards may 15th before anybody on the fun side gets really too nervous and and i i think that's probably the case susan i think it's even getting pushed back farther and i think what really brought that on when we really had uh, the really good times in agriculture we had everybody buying you know bigger planters and and adding another planter to plant soybeans. And I think what the funds have learned is they've learned that we can plant this crop really fast. And I think that's what's keeping them from really getting too nervous. Uh, We went back and did some research saying, you know, what is possible to see us plant? And we went back to 2013 and took took a look at that year. And then one particular week in there, and this would have been later in May, and this is usually about the only way you get this to happen, we had a week in there that we planted over 40% of the U.S. corn crop in one week. And I think the funds kind of remember that. So they're, they're going to hold off and wait a little bit before they get too nervous on, on the fact that we aren't going to get this crop
1: planted. And sometimes it's easy to forget what happens year to year as you focus what's happening in the now.
0: Yeah, it does. And, you know, this time of year, we really like to take a look at the crop progress report. You know, that comes out every Monday. And as we took a look at the numbers just last week, uh, or actually, you know, just came out yesterday, uh, 6% complete uh, that compared to 5% last year kind of forgot that we'd off to a slow start last year That's 12% on the five-year average, but uh, believe it or not That is the third slowest start that we've actually had going back to 2005 The 2013 would have been the slowest in that time frame and then last year in the 2018 actually would have been a really slow start and you know we hung on slow in there but we got the crop planted and i, and I think the market remembers that and they're going to hang on to those thoughts for a little bit
1: well stick around folks we're going to talk more about this weather and of course talk about uh, china some other factors that be being worked into this grain market today for a tuesday not pretty on the screen as folks have attested to as they look at those closing markets on the day stick around we do have more coming up for you on this tuesday it is the Fontenelle final bell On the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're being joined by Jeff Peterson of Heartland Farm Partners. We left off talking about this crop progress, where we're at, where the planting is going, but state by state, how are we comparing here in the Midwest?
0: You know, and as I look all across the Corn Belt, what I see is a a lot of uh, below average progress compared to the five-year. And as I look even back, as I compare to last year, we're really uh, below where we'd even seen last year. One state that does uh, stand out, though, is Iowa. Iowa is 4% planted, and they actually had a little dry window in there. You know, it slipped across kind of the southeast part of Nebraska. Kansas is sitting at 17%. Missouri about 16%. But then as you move over to the eastern Corn Belt, uh, Illinois is really dragging. They're behind really their five-year, and they're also behind last year. They're only at 1% planted along with uh, Indiana. And then you move into the Dakotas, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, as you'd expect, really wet up there, and they're sitting at 0%. So, you know, we're off to a slow start. And what's always interesting is that as we move into next week, this is when the planning progress really kind of starts to pick up. The five year average as we move into next week would be right at 27%. And last year we got to about 17%. Uh, last year as we, as we look a, a week ahead, um, I think we're going to struggle a little bit to get to that level. There's some rains that are going to come across the Eastern Corn Belt still so a little bit wet out there. So I think our pace as we come into next week, Susan, we're probably not going to be much better than where we were last year at this time, to be honest with you.
1: So it's good to think of and, and to remind ourselves as, as producers get frustrated because planters aren't moving like they'd like to see them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and to remember back last year, um, actually going into next week, we only ended up planting about 12% last year. But then it kicked in gear. As we got into the week ending May 7th, it was 22% planted for that week. And then as we got into May 14th, that was a big week. And, and actually we planted about 23% of the crop. So... This time of year, as we move forward now, it's not uncommon for us if we've got most of the corn belt planting, doesn't have to be everybody, to probably plant about 20% a week on the corn side is not out of the ordinary.
1: So it kind of makes it what's the normal then at this point? Yeah,
0: yeah so the normal right now for this time, uh, set coming in here, we'd be setting about 15 to 18% per week is kind of our norm right now.
1: Looking ahead, what is it going to take for those markets to go from red to green on the screen?
0: Yeah, what we're going to have to do is we've got to get some buyers stepping in, and really what that means is that we've either got to scoop the the funds to get them buying, or we have to get these end users. So if we're an end user, if we're someone who's buying for a ethanol plant or for a feedlot, if you think about it, when the market's going down, unless we need to buy some corn, we're not in a big hurry to step in here and buy. So we're going to have to do something to threaten the supply, and at this stage of the game, that really means threatening the the amount of acres that's going to get planted and that could just be for corn or that could be threatening the acres for corn and beans through prevent plant and we're going to hear more about the prevent plant going forward there is going to be more prevent plant this year than other years so that's that's really what we're going to have to see uh, to go ahead and get this market turned once we start seeing the buyers step in then from a technical perspective we can start to see the the trends changing in this market And then that'll get everybody kind of flipped from that sell side of this over to the buy side.
1: As you look, and of course, no surprise that uh, China talks are once again creeping back into the market talk. What do you think is going to happen? Where is this discussion going to go in this next round next week? You
0: know, and and all along here, Susan, as I've been talking about this, I've been a little bit skeptical that it's going to take longer in the process to take. And, And, you know, we've got a couple of weeks ahead of us here. Next week, we'll see... The u.s. delegates travel to china and then the following week hopefully the chinese delegates come back to the u.s. but it wouldn't surprise me at all to have to see another round we're we're dealing with some very heavy issues and and for us to think that we're still going to be talking about this as we get out into june i i don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility at all so for me, if you noticed when you said, what's it going to take to cause this market to turn um, in our marketing and our plans, we're not necessarily even planning that we're going to see a lot coming in from the Chinese side, only because I think that's going to be out in the distant future here before we get a chance to get that settled.
1: And doesn't that give us an opportunity to maybe focus on some other markets that we've kind of forgotten about per se?
0: Yeah, it does. It definitely does. On the bean side, the only problem we run into a little bit is is that since South American beans and and where they're at right now and their harvest cycle is so much cheaper, it's, it's really hard to compete for some beans that are going to those other locations right now. That's the unfortunate part.
1: Okay, Jeff, we know that there's producers out there that still have unsold old crop and even new crop corn and beans out there. What do we do?
0: You know, I think sitting here on the old crop side, we have to be patient. Uh, We we believe that down the road from both the corn and bean side, we we wouldn't be surprised to see the market pull back a little bit more yet just because that's the trend that the market has. But we think we'll see some higher selling opportunities down the road. So don't panic. Don't fear. We we will see a market turn in here. And we just need to be focused on getting ready to make that next level sales on the old crop and new crop when we see that happen.
1: Really, patience will be the virtue.
0: Yes, I believe it will be.
1: What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Jeff? Give me a call at
0: 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on Twitter at JeffPeterson01.
1: And that's the Fontenelle Fontenelle Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.